0: To play pinball And put in your earplugs Put on your eye shades You know where to put the caulk
1: Tom Dupree's show. We welcome Philip Sexton to good the show.
2: Good morning, guys. Good morning, Philip. Hey, hey.
1: So, uh,
2: freezing outside today. Yeah,
1: it is.
3: It's Alice Cooper's birthday.
2: Yeah. Cooper. Well, what was last week? Hey, he uh he once was on uh, I think it was the Travel Show or the one of the Food Network one too. He started a uh, I think are closed now. He started a hot dog stand in Arizona. In the Diamond, like around the right, Diamond right, Yeah. It's Cooperstown or something right, like that is what it was right. called. Is
3: that, that right? No, it is, yeah. that is true. Right. Big, That's where he's from, actually.
2: Big old special on him
3: Phoenix, um, Arizona. Yeah. You know, we were talking about him earlier and and all the different things, but there's there's a new thing about Alice, a, kind of a fun fact I wanted to share with you guys. You know, he he was the shock rocker and, you know, big party guy and, and, um, a lot of us were followers of his when we were younger <laughs> back when we were making bad choices but he's a he got sober and he's a really good golfer if y'all don't know that uh he plays in a lot of the pro ams he's about a 5 handicap he has a real passion for golf really but he has publicly stated how golf has played an important role in his recovery really and uh yeah and he wrote this book called Golf Monster my twelve steps to becoming a golf addict, and uh, he he gives credit to you know his passion for golf and, and helping him fight the disease alcoholism, and he's you know sober member of that deal today. Is so, that right? And he's also still married to the same woman that uh, he met in high school. Wow.
1: Really. Mm-hmm. So he's that? just really kind of an amazing person.
3: In he really is. Anyway, yeah. So anyhow, there you go. Phillips over here going, do what?
2: (laughs) That's that's amazing.
3: Yeah, he's 71 and he's going to be touring all this year too.
1: Really playing music.
3: Yeah. So probably playing some golf in between. Oh yeah. When he's not touring, he's playing golf. All right. There's my Alice Cooper facts. Fascinating. When politicians direct capital.
1: PG&E's bankruptcy shows the peril of the public utility model. If you don't know, Pacific Gas and Electric in California has been hit with tremendous fines and potential claims that could put it into bankruptcy having to do with causing brush fires. And uh, this article, Philip, tell me about it. You have it here,
2: yeah. It kind of fits in, uh, real good with the uh, last hour you were talking about, uh, old Miss Osagio Cortez. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, d- I didn't get in, I didn't get in in time to tell you that. Uh, I applied to be her gardener. She said that she doesn't care if I water the plants just as long as I plant them. You know, it's just kind of a fifty percent work <laughs> work effort type thing. Yeah. I get a pension. It's <laughs> oh, okay, good, you know. I, I we'll see what happens. That's right.
1: <laughs> the quality of your work doesn't matter. It's the fact that you are there. Yeah, you
2: know. <laughs> um, but anyway, this uh, this uh, what's happening in, in California? Uh, the Public Utilities Commission, uh, so they review and and enforce the state laws, and the the california um governor and and the the house they've been forcing kind of the the public utilities commission to really hone in on making uh legislation about green uh you know clean energy uh and not so much about so they they forced uh PG&E to – so there's a there's a state energy mandate in 20 uh, 2006. The legislature required the utilities generate 20% of electric power from renewables, such as solar or wind, by 2010. Uh, lawmakers have since raised that mandate to 33% by 2020 and 100% by 2045. So they're forcing the utility to put money into these areas mm-hmm. and not – capital into deploying safety around the assets that they have right and so you know you're you're forcing the the company to build wind turbines uh build solar energy which uh both are much more expensive expensive forms of energy right uh to produce you know they've gotten cheaper over the years but they're still much more expensive to produce than natural gas or coal or, uh, you know, anything along those lines. And the the interesting thing that, th- that has happened, so two things, when you do that, well, the way it's regulated, a regulated utility has to be able to make a profit on that, you know, a, a certain X amount of markup. So now you've got California, which has some of the highest electricity rates in the country, mm-hmm. on top of the fact that well, the politician said, "Oh, you don't you spend capital here, you don't have to chop limbs down and everything and
1: uh and and the limbs is what caught on fire and
2: right. the limbs around the around the power lines and and everything you know it sparked a fire and sparked several of several them. several of them and uh hurt a lot of property and uh you know now Killed it's people. coming back on p g and e yeah yeah and uh you know it it's it's very, it's a very sad case. But when you look at things, is when you when you direct what a company is and isn't to do, you know, things like this happen, because.
1: That's why we avoid companies that are overly affected by government. At Dupree Financial Group, we we try to invest in companies that are more market related rather than government. Uh, Directed.
2: Yeah. uh, It's, you know, uh, we own, so we own one utility in the portfolio, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, one electric utility company. Over half of their business isn't regulated in the United States. It's regulated in the United Kingdom, where regulations are very different. Uh, Regulations are based around quality of service, Mm -hmm. not markups. Right. You know, if you hit quality thresholds, you get better rates, per se. Right. You know, and, and the thing about it is, too, and and to, to kind of expound on the conversation a little bit from last hour, is when you get that kind of socialistic mindset and that, that regulated, you know, on every single thing mindset – it becomes very dangerous because, you know, it, especially if the government owns something, because the government doesn't doesn't lever up, well, they'll lever up, but they never lever or bring down their workforce to right. meet yeah. needs. So, you know, in the case of PG&E or, or any electric utility, there's debt associated with, building this this infrastructure, building all these wind turbines and, and everything, that debt's got to be paid. Right. You know, that's it doesn't matter if you have a year where everything in, you know, every day in California is 72 and sunny. Yeah. You, know, you could have an entire year like that to where, all right. right, well, I don't need to run the AC and I don't need to run the heater. You know, I'll just flip the light on. And the electri- uh, amount of electricity used gets cut in half. Well, they still have to pay the debt, right, you know, so that's where that's where things get really, really tricky, you know, because the liability side is always the same with any company mm-hmm. you know, any 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 capitalistic company liability side is always there it's got to be paid right the asset side is the one that fluctuates that's right, that's where you've got to be careful as letting the government control your capital
1: tell you what to do because you've still got to pay it back but the government can't create demand for you
2: exactly
3: well you know what's so interesting about this pg and e story i mean you know government got involved in the beginning and said renewable energy new technology invest your money here all while they were not paying any attention to safety issues. Right. No regulation regarding power line safety, and things like that in a area of the country that is susceptible to forest fires. Right. Okay. So then we have the natural disaster of all and these incredible fires. Now look at what's happened to the rate increase for PG&E over the last decade. Their utility bills have increased 40% versus really? 15% Throughout the country.
2: National average, yeah.
3: Okay, national average. I mean, that's pretty significant. Now, you it's think about that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, in the summertime, it's hot around here. Y- your electric bill's three $400 a month for a, you know, good-sized home. Mm-hmm. doubling that, okay? That's, that's hard on the pocketbook, yes. okay? And now Senator Warren's coming back at the end of this tragedy, wants legislation to... You know more accountability to stakeholders right shareholders, you know more socialistic S- stakeholders
1: stakeholder. not necessarily being shareholders that's right, any kind of group out there that whenever I hear that word stakeholder stakeholders yeah, that means interest groups
2: exactly
3: and and we see how well government runs business, yeah,
2: they do a great job of it well, <laughs> and, and and to take that to another level, think about this think. If you took your house, you know you know what it's worth in the state of Kentucky today. Right. And you put it on the west coast in California, it would quadruple to quintuple in value easily. Okay. Same house, same everything. You just picked it up, stuck it there. Right. That was created because of all these regulations. Regulations create unwarranted inflation. Right. That's that's the other piece of the pie. You know, you, you start to look at things, and you're like, okay, well, you know, now I've got to buy an $800,000 shack. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm, I'm being dead so well, Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know. know. I've got to buy an $800,000 shack. <laughs> I've got to pay $600 a month to heat the dag. Yeah, to heat it. Uh, you know, the water bill, it comes in, it's got lead all over it, but I still pay $50 a gallon when it comes in. Right. Or, you know, just ungodly amounts of things and it's because of of regulations and you know right all of these things around them
1: all right we got to take a break it is the tom dupree show with guy huglet philip sexton elizabeth dupree if she ever says anything (laughs) news radio six thirty W wlap
0: Laying out a vision to choose greatness. Their sights on 2020. I'm running for president. Now is the time to fight. Clear and concise information matters. To get to the truth, clearly see 2020 with News Radio 630 WLAP.
1: Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859 233 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 233 and dupreefinancial.com.
0: 630 WLAP.
1: Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Don't obsess over the earnings season, Philip. In yep. theory and practice, quarterly earnings just aren't that important. You know, every quarter, they make this big thing about earnings and uh, what, what they're going to be, uh, run up to earnings season, the stock trades one way or the other based on earnings. And we've had some fairly – Big-time people like um, Warren Buffett, Jamie Dimon come out and say they think there's way too much emphasis on quarterly earnings and that it should maybe even be abolished, take away quarterly reporting, that kind of thing.
2: See, I halfway agree and halfway disagree with with what you said. So the the half I agree with is there's definitely way too much um, emphasis put on to quarterly earnings. Uh, literally, it's four days out of the year, and from a trading perspective, the company may move on quarterly earnings. Mm -hmm. You know, and it may move for a week, maybe even two weeks, but then after that, there's you know the the earnings effect, the earnings season effect is gone. So you know, at most eight weeks out of the fifty-two of the year. Right. Uh, the thing that I don't agree with that that you just stated was. Uh, I'm not stating it. I'm just well, well, telling you, you what they, yeah. you stated that they. you stated <laughs> that stated. Right there, you, you said
1: go. I want to know what your one concern no. is. <laughs> uh,
2: well, let's get into my one concern. So, earnings are a are a, um, a monitor of health. You know, right. you, you go to the doctor for a checkup, and he, he monitors your health. You know, that's that's the one thing that's my concern. There is that you you take away earnings, quarterly earnings reporting, well. Now, if you're just doing it yearly, I can only monitor that company's health once a year. Yeah, that's right. the that's my one concern yeah. there. Okay.
3: Well, and the other thing about quarterly earnings, all of them are not audited earnings either. Correct. Right. I mean, a big more than majority are are not audited. Quarterly well, no, earnings, they don't. Right? They,
1: they don't audit them until until the in, year in, end. In, correct. The year, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's always unaudited.
2: Well, and then you you if you think about a student in school and they get grades midway through the semester, halfway. It's a great way to keep tabs and maybe
3: shore things back up if something's a little out of line.
1: Yeah, Uh, but sometimes it makes you have to pay attention for the short – you have to manage for the short term. You you have to manage, you know, at the expense of the long term for the short term.
2: That's probably the biggest problem in the U.S., um, equity markets is that the fact that you get a lot of uh, managers that are managing for hitting that next quarter's earnings goal. You know, you look over in uh, Europe, things are managed much more differently. Uh, a lot of time, a lot of companies, they don't report quarterly. Um, you know, you may get a half year report or something like that. So, you know, they're they're very keen on uh, dividend payments, because a lot of pensioners on the stocks, but they're also keen on long term management. So you, you know you, you mm-hmm. get you get certain differences there. Um, now when you look at another thing in the article, it talked about you know, don't obsess over the earnings season because when I see earnings, you know a lot of times going up to earnings, you should kind of have a um, sense of what it should look like, yeah you know what what's been going on. So you're monitoring the health, but the way a stock is priced in the market is based on what the future earnings of the company is going to look like. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of times, stock prices will move based on, oh, you know, we think that 10 years from now, we think that 10 years from now, the Osasio-Cortez bill is going to go through, so we're not going to buy this oil company. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's the the big difference there. Yeah. Uh,
3: you know, that's something that, that we do at Dupree quite well, and we take pride in that. We've, You know, we've got full-time analysts that are focused on the future prospects of the companies we're investing in. Right. We're, we're looking down the road instead of the short-term quarterly results, uh, which makes for a safer, longer-term, you know, family relationship.
1: This has to do with a couple of the ones that we own. Big oil companies finished 2018 strong despite plunge in oil prices. Philip, how did that happen?
2: So, yeah, you said a couple of them that we own. So, you know, one of the first ones it talks about was uh, strong fourth quarter earnings by Exxon Mobil. Um, you know, thurs, uh, it demonstrated that big oil companies are seeing benefits from a more disciplined strategy focused on returns and profitability over growing production uh what a lot of these oil companies have been doing with their capital lately uh really since 2015 is they've been deploying it smarter smarter not harder uh you know when you look at kind of the build up you know from 2008 all the way through about 2014 it was more about we just need to buy more acreage buy more acreage buy more acreage yeah you know we personally uh we personally met with Exxon uh one of the key things you know in talks with management at Exxon that their initiatives they were acquiring more acreage in the, the Permian Basin which is you know the biggest oil producing basin in the United States you know, over in Texas uh but if if you took a map of the Permian Basin you've got all these little plots of acreage. Well, you know, Exxon may own this, EOG may own this, BP owns this. Exxon started working very, very diligently at making sure any acreage they bought had a way to connect. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, because if, if your acreage doesn't connect, well, you've got to buy a drill for this, a drill rig for this, and you've got to do a rig here, and then you've got to do a rig here. If you can get them to connect and you can do directional drilling, you can pop a hole in the ground. You can work it all the way through your acreage. You know it. It what it, what it allows you to do It'll make all your
1: wells produce.
2: Yes, and so what it allows you to do is it allows you to cut the break-even cost of per barrel significantly down. I mean, you can mm-hmm. you can cut it by dollars, you know, multiple dollars. Right. Because. The drilling and the pumping of the oil is probably one of the most expensive parts of producing it.
1: Stay with us. You're listening to The Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. No one should feel unsafe at home, period. That's been Simply Safe's mission from day one, making you and your family feel safe at home. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. The Verge website calls Simply Safe the best home security, and it's a wirecutter.com top pick. Get 10% off at simplysafeusa.com. That's simplysafeusa.com. 10% off your Simply Safe system for 10% off and a 60 day money back guarantee.
3: It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income.
0: Checking off all the boxes.
3: But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance.
0: We don't need to think about that now. We're young.
3: That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get.
0: But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get
3: a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at GetEthos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. And no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars. You can apply online in just 10 minutes.
0: 10 minutes? Let's do it.
3: Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night?
0: I'm sure we can think of something. <laughs> Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E T H O S. Getethos.com. Getethos.com.
3: Virginia's Democratic leaders facing scrutiny and separate scandals. Governor Ralph Northam re- renewed his vow not to resign in the face of criticism over a racist photo that was found in his medical school yearbook. Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax, who was in line to replace Northam could face impeachment that after a second woman came forward to accuse him of sexual assault. ABC's Zachary Kish is in Richmond.
0: Friday night, Virginia House Democrat delegate Patrick Hope said if Fairfax does not resign by Monday, he will introduce these articles for impeachment. He gave him an ultimatum. He essentially said, you got to go. And uh, it will be interesting to see if he actually follows through on that and also uh, how adamant Fairfax is uh, that he's innocent, that he deserves a day in court.
3: Tensions on Capitol Hill Friday at a House Judiciary Committee hearing for Acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker. Most of the questions centering around the Russia investigation. Whitaker testified his talks with the president are privileged, but that he has no reason to question the Mueller probe. I'm Michelle Franz and ABC News.
0: Weekend is off and running with a mix of sun and clouds. Expected four hours Saturday. We'll see a high this afternoon into the middle 30s. Cold early on Sunday, then just mild enough for rain to take over as we go into the afternoon on Sunday, then rounds of heavy rain will target the region into the first half of next week. I'm WKYT Chief Merrillist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Tiffany Thacker State Farm Studios. This is Lexington's News Radio 630 WLAP.
3: There were smoking sections on airplanes, in restaurants, and then gradually it got to be where it wasn't anywhere. It's not part of the social norm anymore. It's not accepted. But I was at a party this summer and there wasn't a single person smoking. Even in my own home, I had my own designated space to smoke. If I think about it, it really was like I was punishing myself. It was really a friend of mine that said, why wouldn't you just try the jewel?" And I thought, hmm, okay, I'll try it. And so I went out and I bought one. The idea of going back to smoking is, I couldn't even imagine doing that. I just don't enjoy it anymore. I don't think anyone, including myself, thought that I could switch.
0: Carolyn made the switch October 2016. Make the switch at Juul.com. That's J-U-U-L.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Americans are always on the move. They're in the car, at the office, working around the house. Americans refuse to sit still. So how do you connect with all of these moving targets? Easy. With radio. Radio reaches 93% of Americans every week, more than Google, Facebook, even television. Because, hey, who has the time to sit and watch TV? So when you want to connect with all those constantly moving adults, teens, and millennials, get to iHeartMedia.com and put AM FM radio to work for your company. 630 WLAP.
1: Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Jim Grant on the bond market's 35-year bull run. Now, this this gets into my territory.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's why I printed it. Come on. Talk to us about it. This is in Barron's. He's writing for Barron's on, a I think, a bi-monthly basis now. Yeah. This
1: column marks a homecoming for Jim Grant, founder and editor of the Grant's Interest Rate Observer. A Barron's staff writer from 1975 through 1983, Grant will now be back twice a month with current yield, a credit markets column he originated in 1980. In this first installment, he reflects on what has happened to bonds in the 35 years since he last wrote for Barron's. And Jim Grant says, interest rates can astound you. 35 years ago, it was their height that beggared belief. Now it's their plunge from those heights that makes you shake your head. Markets can do anything, said the late great founder of the Dow Theory Letters, Richard Russell, the bond market especially. If you have to forecast interest rates, do it in the shower where nobody can hear you. But suppose in the spring of 1984, as long-dated treasuries hit 14%, our imaginary pundit were touched with the gift of clairvoyance. You might have said this. A 14% yield on a treasury is a gift from the gods. The consumer price index is running just a little over 4%, breaking the strife, strike of the air traffic controllers. Reagan has otherwise broken organized labor. Paul Volcker is running the Federal Reserve. Inflation is over. Bonds are priced to deliver an equity return without the equity risk. Excess leads to an opposite excess, you continue, summarizing the second rule of the strategist and technician Bob Farrell. Today's towering yields sow the seeds of tomorrow's tiny ones. There's nothing in the economic data to justify 14% on the Treasury yield. It's a result of 35 years of bearish conditioning. Sedimentary deposits of bearishness have been collecting in the market's brain pan since 1946 mark my words you close with a flourish by the time this bull market is over euro denominated junk bonds will yield less than one percent your prophecy came to pass all right but a lot of good it did you you lost your job for talking gibberish not even the sell side could stand to listen to you
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah it's uh very you know he he talked about so thirty five years of bearish uh conditioning, you know of of today's towering yield sows the seeds of tomorrow's tiny ones. And in the in the article he's kinda talking about now, you know, you, you bottom the rates bottomed in sixteen and you've seen them move back up. And he's he said kind of in a sense is that it's like a spring cooling down. When you push down on the rates and down on the rates, it's it, the opposite effect will happen eventually. Um, so, you know, he's he's very, um, I guess, very bearish on, on bonds right now. Yeah. Um, you know, he feels like, you know, so at the end it says, this column and some judges at the 2016, uh, J- July 2016 low in rates marked the start of a new, perhaps lengthy bond bear market with lots of volatility along the way. Uh, you know it, it's.
3: Tell us a little bit about Jim. I mean, this guy, he's 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 kind of a a guru well, in the bond market, guru. right? I mean, uh, can, give he us has some history, a,
1: Tom. He has a uh, Jim Grant has a a letter that he puts out. Uh, what is it? Every two weeks, uh, Grant's Interest Grant, Rate Observer. Grant. Yep. And uh, he is really a remarkable pundit has been around the business for many years and uh is an intellectual he's actually been on this radio show has he really yeah, we've had him on all right uh we went to his um his conference in new york and we might want to start going back to it it's probably something we should consider every
2: uh every year or two yeah it's he has one in April and one in October. He he congregates a lot of the uh a lot of the great minds in the industry. Yeah. Know, on equity and uh fixed income. He's had
1: that. Bill Gross on there who just retired. Yeah. Uh, the, the He had the late um who's the man that just died that found Jack this, Bogle. Yeah. Yeah. He had
2: Bogle on there. They did a debate. Yeah. He, he debated with Jack Bogle, passive versus uh Active, active investing, I like and they were talking right past each other. <laughs> uh huh. The I, th- I think the interesting thing too, and and kind of how this goes back to the pre financial group is when you look at when you look at what he's saying here. If he if he is correct in um, saying that there could be a bear market ahead for bonds. Yeah. Well, you know, you look at okay. Well, I can get a you know a thirty year. I can get a thirty-year Treasury for this, you know, three percent, and well, you know, let's buy it. Well, uh, <laughs> y- you get what I'm saying, you know. People, people are, are star, star three percent. People are starved for yield right now. Yeah, but that's you know, nuts. That that well, there's nuttier things out there in this world. Everything. <laughs> right, time. there are. Uh, so, but I, what I'm saying is, is not only do you have to make your your portfolio, the money that you've worked your entire life to save, work for you. Right. And create the income that you need in retirement, but it's got to have an ability to stave off inflation. You know the reason that the reason that interest rates move is because inflation is projected to move higher. Well, if if you're buying it at three percent and locking it in for multiple multiple years, well, you're eating away. You're going to eventually be eating away at your seed corn because things are going to cost more in five years. Right. And what you always have to be cognizant of is, does my income work for me now? Does it have the ability to work for me later? Will it be able to produce more later? And, you know, when we look at any fixed income investment, we look on, um, you know, the maturity, the duration of it. How long is you know, how long until we get our money back? That's the primary definition of a duration. At what point do you get your money back? Because... If you take on an extended duration risk, then as interest rates move up, it, it will affect you harder and harder. That's right.
1: can affect you in a negative way. The longer the bond, the longer the maturity till you get your money back, the more higher interest rates can negatively affect the price of it. It's like um, the bank, the old bank, First Security. Remember, right. they had all those old long-term bonds. Yeah. Back in the uh 80s, 80s. And, and treasuries and, were 14% and and the bonds that they had bought that yielded 3 and 4% that still had 20 years to run on the maturity dropped in value. That's what happened to a lot of banks. Uh they got their portfolios dropped down in value because of the higher yield on on treasuries. Right.
2: And, you know, that's just I, I would caution you against anything, not just fixed income, not just doing CDs or, or treasuries or, you know, buying mortgage-backed securities or a corporate bond that goes way out 30 years saying, okay, my income at this level works for me now. Because, yes, it works for you now, but what about in 15 years? Yeah. You know, that's the thing is is even, even an annuity, you buy an annuity, my income works for me now from this annuity right what happens in 15 years does your income work for you then because the annuity is not going to be like oh yeah we'll give you a raise you know (laughs) (laughs) it's that's not how the rules work that's right the other thing is is uh, what happens in a uh, phase where yeah your income may work for you but things have i always call it the life happens approach what happens when your roof starts leaking What happens when your your ac your hvac unit goes out what happens when you uh need to put tires on your car those all those little expenses that you know they they're not huge expenses but they add up over time yeah yeah you can't you can't (laughs) i don't know why i'm laughing you you can't sell you can't (laughs) sell the bond (laughs) because it's so true yeah yeah you can't sell you know you got to sell something at that point you've got to You can't call the annuity company and say, Hey, I need an extra four grand this month. Gotta get the HVAC system fixed. They're right. gonna laugh at you. You can't yeah, they'll also you know, hit you with a penalty. Yeah. Well if if they'll let you do it at all. If you've annuitized it, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, right. The other thing is is you look at a bond, if you bought a thirty year treasury at a three percent interest rate and now right. interest rates are four and a half. Yeah. Well now you just jumped into a meat grinder to get your four grand. Uh-huh. You know, that that's where be very, very cautious how how you choose to invest your in, your money for income. That's right. How long you tie it up too? That's a big one. Yep. All right.
1: One year after VIX blow up, investors still feel the sting
2: of volatility bets. What are you talking about here? Well, I ain't talking about nothing. It's what this guy's talking about. He's talking about uh, <clears throat> so <clears throat> volatility bets. So there's what's called the VIX as it talks about is the the volatility index. As uh volatility increases in the market, the VIX goes up. That's a volatility, volatility index. Volatility index. So th- what the VIX is is it's <clears throat> it's a uh kind of a barometer for what the uh what the market thinks is gonna happen. You know, if you think, okay, the market's gonna go down significantly, the VIX is going to move up in price. You know, it got as high as I think 50 um, back in December. Uh, There's ways to go about betting against the VIX uh, or betting on the VIX so you can buy. So the ProShares VIX Short uh, Futures ETF is a way for investors to make bearish bets on volatility. Uh, it means that they want it to, you know, volatility to go down. Uh, that climbed 1.7% on Monday, extending its winning streak to five days. Uh, investors can also use futures contracts tied to the volati- volatility index, uh, which are derivative-like options to make such bets. Speculators, is a group that include hedge-, hedge funds investors, trim bearish VIX bets, uh, late last year as I anticipated greater turbulence in the market. <clears throat> the way investors still feel the sting is because when you're betting through derivatives and contracts, so you, you're, you're making leverage on the security itself or the index itself. You know, when, you, when you're betting X amount of dollars and the bet goes the wrong way, well, you can lose all your principal, right. you know, if, if, if you're betting. So if I buy a VIX call option at, at 50 or at 25, let's just mm-hmm. say 25. And I'm thinking that, okay, so I buy the call option and the VIX is going to 50 and I'm going to look smart. I'm going to buy it at 25 with my mm-hmm. call option, make double my money. Well, theoretically you could make more than double, but. I'm not getting into the weeds here. I'm going to stop. That. Right. Okay. Let's say that the VIX goes from 25 down to 10. Mm-hmm. Your call option is worthless. It will expire at zero. Right. Because nobody would buy something at $25 if you can go and buy it at 10. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, when you short something, your losses. So that's a zero. That's a loss of uh, your all all your principal. You go down to zero when you short something. However, so the short vol that could be an unlimited loss. Let's say you shorted it at, you know, let's say you shorted it at forty. You're like, all right, VIX is bound to go down at forty. Let's say it goes to a hundred. You know, you you you're incrementally losing as it moves up. It could go to two hundred. It could go to three hundred. Could go to 400, never, never gone that high, but theoretically, right. a short bet, you can lose unlimited amounts of dollars. Sure. So that's where, you know, a lot of these, um, these speculative bets, because, you know, we've had, we've had clients ask in the past, you know, is there a way to, to theoretically buy insurance on a portfolio? Is there, is there like a a thing you can do on the back end? Well, there is and there isn't. You know, you you can do something like this where, where you're you're buying volatility futures and things like that, but all you're doing is eroding your capital right. over time, you know.
1: Yeah.
3: We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, if you all recall. Do you remember the volatility index? Yeah. And I have a question for you guys, veteran Tom Dupree in the house here. Forty plus year investment. He's only forty five. Uh, yeah. Not uh, forty five yes right. years. But third one I was five. Do, <laughs> do these do these indexes affect trade patterns? Oh, absolutely. So, okay. you know, they I always have always been told this all my life. The the less educated investor makes his play first, first he or she makes their plays early in the market day. The smart investors trade late in the day. So, and we've kind of been seeing that this past week, for example, so. the market's kind of bouncing back late in the day. But I wonder how this affects this stuff. So where does that put us? Yeah. First of the day or late late in the day?
2: <laughs> Middle of the day. Yeah, Middle of the day. <laughs> so the line that I read, speculators, a group that includes hedge fund investors trimmed bearish VIX bets late last year. So speculators. Speculators, like the hedge fund investors, you know, these, these big private um, you know, private investment funds, they're considered uh, what's called the smart money on, on Wall Street. And a lot, of, a lot of the herd tends to follow smart money. So when they see, okay, they're trimming bearish bets, in that sense, they're saying, okay, the smart money thinks that we're getting close to a bottom here. So now we'll start buying again. Okay. If you see smart money buying up these bearish VIX bets, you know, throwing a lot of money into it, you're saying, okay, smart money's telling me that there, there's some potential volatility on the horizon. Maybe I need to trim back here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's this, that that those types of things can move the market. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm an idea guy. So I got an idea. All right. This would be a lot of fun. A little off the charts here, but we were talking about Kentucky football in the first hour. Had John Short on, Sugar Bowl. We could start a Kentucky football Sugar Bowl Volatility Index. And you bet, based on whether or not you think Kentucky's going to make the Sugar Bowl,
2: I'm shorting or not. all the way.
3: Okay. And and we could do this at Dupree, and it could be a whole – would get Cash Daniels yeah. to come in and, and work with us, and this could be a whole new movement to take Kentucky football to the next level.
1: Curtis, what do you think about that uh, lame idea of, of God, <laughs> Kentucky Sugar Bowl volatility?
2: Th- tell Dick Gabriel about that. I, I think you'd have to explain it to the football players very, very slowly <laughs> for them to understand yeah. – <laughs> Yeah. All
1: right, we uh, got to take a break okay. here. Let's do take the break. It is the Tom Dupree Show News Radio 6:30
0: WAP. The news. A Green New Deal. You want to know? I'm very excited about it all. Stay in the know. Matt is a highly respected. I do not intend today to talk about my private conversations. Check in often. Sexual assault. Blackface and the Klansman. With News Radio 6:30 WLAP.
1: Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 233 and deprefinancial.com.
0: 630 WLAP. Well, we got no choice.
3: Boy, this was a good time to
2: live. I know. Did you ever play this on the drums when you were? A I drum? did. I did I loved it.
1: All right. Bill Gross, one-time bond king, retiring after messy last act. If you were in the bond market like I was for many years, uh, you got to know who Bill Gross was, and it looks like he's stepping down.
2: Yeah, that's what uh, I actually, you know, this this article was all about you, Tom. When I I thought about you when I printed it because. Bill Gross, when he he co-founded PIMCO in 1971, and he he changed the game several times over in the bond world. Um, you know he he made uh, he kind of made made being a, a bond salesman sexy for a while. You know, right. It's uh, you when you look at you know equity equity investors have always been kind of the forefront, you know, uh, Warren Buffett and, and people like him, but, uh, Bill Gross, he, you know, he took a lot of, uh, very, very conviction building bets, you know, in the market. And he was able to, to be ahead of the curve on a lot of different things and, and make, make a lot of money for his clients over, over the years. Um, you know, it's, it's sad that, He's finally started to see some of his bets go south uh, here later in his career, and that's why he's he's just kind of getting them. Rid the of business him, right? is
1: not kind to anybody nope. long term. Uh, it 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 can be very painful yep. if you get an attitude or decide that the business owes you something,
2: which you can't do. Humble yourself. That's right. That's the the one thing. Uh, that a Darsh he he printed this thing out for me one time and um oh I can't remember who who wrote it. I think uh, uh, well anyway, it, it said, you know, the biggest lesson that you can learn as as an analyst or a stock picker is that at some point in your career you're going to be wrong. Yeah. How how you deal with that will define your career. That's right. You know, it it's if if you're able to Pick yourself up, dust it off, realize and admit, and take responsibility that you were wrong, and move on to the next one. Yeah, that's you know, that's
3: that's kind of life, though. Um, the way that you deal with
2: adversity is kind of what molds you for success. Yep. If you haven't had adversity, uh, you're not gonna, in the long term, really know the true sweetness of success. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've I've. I've been wrong in the first five years already. You know, it, it, it happens. You know, Tom, you, you've you been... You were wrong where you came to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> you got in with the wrong crowd from oh, the very God. beginning. Yeah. No, no,
2: no, he just
3: got schooled, what he uh, did. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, Tom's been in the business 40 years. You've been wrong how many times? Twice? <laughs> I may be wrong right now. <laughs> no, no,
3: never, never.
2: You know, it it, it it happens, and I think that's what, you know, Bill Gross, he's had a long career and i think that he's been able to admit when he's wrong but i think that what's happened is, is he's finally realized okay it's, it's just he's tired he's tired yeah you know? he's
1: tired of being wrong
2: tired of being <laughs> wrong and that's the thing is he's gonna go and he's gonna manage his uh manage money for their foundation right. uh you know him and his kids and uh I, that's still i think hundred million or, 390,
3: or you know, million 390 million is what million. his family yeah. foundation so you was.
2: know it, it's and that something yeah it, it's not like he's and that's money he made himself yeah. that's right you know he, he he he's gonna have some fun with it and be able to right not answer to anybody i think that's the thing that he he hated the most didn't like yeah answering to somebody
1: right so we answer to the clients the pre financial group if you want to have us look over your your retirement savings and investments, you can call us at 859-233-0400 and we'll meet with you and uh, talk to you about uh, what we see going on. Yeah, We want to thank you for. I,
3: I want to say this, Tom, you said we answer to our clients and and it's true because we're, we're a candid and diligent guide to our clients and That's we're true. forthright in our investment. Uh, approach and our mission is to educate and empower our clients to live an enjoyable life during News retirement. Radio
1: six thirty W two.